What's up, world? Welcome to the Melanin Money Show, the official destination for personal finance, entrepreneurship, and wealth building for melanin millionaires. We will teach you the tools, the tips, the tactics, the hacks, and strategies you need to learn to become financially free so that you can be the wealth starter and legacy lever for your family. And I'm your host, George Action Palm, accompanied by co-hosts Jacqueline Shattuck and Carter Cofield. If you're ready to begin your journey to become a melanin millionaire, tune in, take notes, and let's go, go, go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. As you know, we bring you the weekly gems every single Wednesday. It's your co-host, George Action Pong, and... Uh, Carter Cofield here, back again, ready to get it. And you guys already know me, Jacqueline Shattuck, your favorite financial planner, the coolest financial planner. Wow. Do you remember that, George? We had that back and forth when we first met of like, who was the coolest financial planner since I do remember you know, that. our industry is so dry. Right, right. Nah, I mean, like, you know, the, the y'all top two. I don't know who number one, but y'all top two because they, <laughs> they must it ain't me cool financial financial planners out there, but nah, y'all got it. That's that's fair. That's fair. But guys, no, we're excited to be back. So the, one of the things about consistency and 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 planning and automation is that you know, you guys have heard us every week, but this is the first time we got a chance to get back together in the past couple of weeks. So we're actually really excited to uh to come back and do this podcast because you know it's always fun. It's always fun. So First things first, want to get a couple of housekeeping things out the way. Thank you so much for all the listeners who continue to tap in. Our listenership is growing. It's expanding. We see and appreciate the reviews. Um, And guys, just as a friendly reminder, if you want free advice, all you have to do is send it in. So send us an email, podcast at melaninmoney.com. And what we'll do is if whether you send in a written note, an audio message, or a quick video clip, we will give out free game on the podcast episode. So don't forget to send us your content or send us your questions, I should say, so that you can get free financial advice, right? Um, other than that, uh, guys, we're really excited to, to get into it today. Anything yeah. you guys want to add before we, before we hop in? Yeah, I've got two things to add. Okay, first of all, for those of you watching us on YouTube, you can see us live. George and I were not matching on purpose. Y'all are okay? matching on purpose. And I'm very <laughs> upset because I don't have one of those. It's not fair. It's not it, fair. It has something to do with being the coolest advisors. But also, right. Carter and I happen to, uh, well, Carter happens to be in Atlanta. I live in Atlanta. So we are together today. So excited to be here. Yeah, so, so check it out. So we're balancing out like the unfairness, right? It's like they get to be together in person. Me and Jacqueline get to be matchy matchy. So it's That's a fair. Because one more yellow would be too much. Yeah, one yeah, more yellow, really, that, yeah. that would just be too much. And guys, I I just checked uh, before the episode. We got 36 reviews. I really want to get to 50 like before the end of the year. I really want to get to 50 before December. So um, we're going to figure out some type of giveaway to do for you all to add reviews. I really want 50 reviews before December. So let's see what we can do to get there. 50 reviews before December. I love it. That's major. And we appreciate y'all because think about it. It's not costing you anything to listen to this. So if you could write us a review in exchange, we would appreciate that greatly. Right. And here's a here's a hack. Right. Like we're your money test dummy. So all you have to do in your review, after you give us five stars and give us a little bit of praise, the last <laughs> sentence, you can say, hey, will y'all mind touching on X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Now you're basically helping us curate the topics that y'all want to hear. So that's a little hack, right? Leave a review, but also insert the next topic you want to hear us address. So it's a win-win. Facts. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. What are we talking about today? I'm excited yeah. about today's topic. We'll go ahead and give the people a little intro and then we'll, we'll dive into it. 
Yeah. So today we're going to talk about how to turn six million into four hundred million, right? Um, but more specifically, uh, we're going to talk about the power of equity versus compensation. So um, by the time you guys are listening to this, um, it probably would have been just a little over a week um, where the news was released that the late but great Kobe Bryant, who was you know arguably top five you know NBA player of all time. Uh, he was also one of the greatest investors, right? Apparently as well, because his investment into body armor ended up translating into a, from a $6 million investment. It translated into a $400 million investment when Coca-Cola uh, decided to completely acquire body armor. So round of applause for Kobe. Sheesh. Six, I mean, six, six million to 400 million, what, five, four or five years, something like that? Seven ish, yeah. Seven, okay, seven to seven. Yeah, seven twenty fourteen. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a that's a return on investment for you. That's <laughs> a return on investment for you. And and I think that the important distinction was like a, like, it, Kobe played for what twenty ish years, right? In mm-hmm. the league, he may I think just north of three hundred twenty six, three hundred ninety six. Yeah, just, just north three hundred twenty five million. Yeah, yeah three hundred twenty five million. And his one investment into this company. Trumped 20 years worth of painstaking blood, sweat, and tears, Achilles, tears, like all that stuff, right? Like one investment trumped all of that, right? And so that's not to that's not to belittle or shine a negative light on the greatness that is Kobe Bryant from an athlete perspective. It's just to amplify the fact that when you become an investor, like your money working for you will always trump you working for the money. Right. Yeah, yeah. because think about it. He only has so much time to hoop, right? You only have so much time that you can play basketball. You only have so much time that you can work, right? You only have mm-hmm. so much time that you can go to your nine to five. Or even if you're an entrepreneur, there's only so much time we can spend podcasting and <laughs> giving you guys these free game, right? Yeah. So you have to figure out how to put your money to work. Carter likes to say this. He likes to call them his soldiers. Yeah. Yes. You got to put all your little money soldiers to work, right? Because they can work when you can't. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just dope to like know that your money is working harder than you. I I think it's saying that like, you know, it it feels good when you wake up late, but your money woke up early. Right. So for me, it's just like, yo, like knowing that your money is outworking you. It's just like one of those good feelings to know that that you're doing something right. Yeah, facts, facts. So we're going to get some some really tactical points because we don't want to just like make it seem like Kobe's the only person that can do this, right? We want to show you guys like kind of the, the framework and the thought process so that you can do this as well, right? So the first point, and before I say this point, is rich people do the right things. Wealthy people own the right things, right? So Kobe, when he played, He did the right things to get his body right, to practice relentlessly for his entire life, uh, to be an athlete, right? He did the right things that put him in position to be rich. Where the wealth started to come into play is when he started to own the right things. And those are those are things that we can do as well. Like, So don't put so much focus on what you do. Make sure you're putting an equal focus on what you own. So that's the first bullet point is income does not equal wealth. Right. There's a lot of people out here will post their seven figure, six figure screenshots and stripe. Right. Mm-hmm. But they got to go out or get or post their click funnels award. Right. Which is great. Well, right. right? But that's no, dis- no, no dissing that at all, because that's still right. great income. Right. That's great income. But that's one part of the equation. What you got to do is you got to take that income, take that business revenue 
And when you have profits, when you have surplus, you need to take that and then go buy assets that appreciate and or create cash flow, right? Because at the end of the day, if the asset isn't producing the cash flow, guess who always has to? You. Right. 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 So what do you so Jacqueline, what do you what are your thoughts on that? I know, you know, being a financial planner, right? This is a conversation that that this is the most exciting for the clients, right? They're like, oh, how can I make my money work for me? I want to retire. I want to like, so like, what are your thoughts on just like this whole idea of uh, uh, income does not equal wealth and what you should do with your income to build wealth? Yeah, so it's undeniable that that's the fact, right? Income doesn't equal wealth. And there's a couple of things that come to mind for me. The first one being that renting an apartment or leasing a car is cool, right? That's cool. That's fine if you do that. It's just the fact that you have to own things to build wealth, right? So even if you lease a car or you uh, rent an apartment, I still need you to be owning things on the back end, right? Mm -hmm. So I like the way that Kevin Hart put it, you know, just in like the simplest terms, right? He was like, look, I may make, his numbers are really big, but let's say you may make six figures, right? He he explains it like this. Carter is going gonna, is gonna to argue this fact. Okay, but, I'm so mm-hmm. let's say you make $100,000. Per Kevin Hart, you take fifty thousand of that and you put it up for taxes. He said, "I just take half of it and I just I put it somewhere." That's I because he it. had tax troubles though, so he probably got like like a lot of back taxes. But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Simple math. He's yeah. like, "Look, I got hundred thousand dollars. I'm gonna put fifty thousand up for taxes, right? That leaves me with fifty thousand dollars." He's like, "I'm gonna take twenty five percent of that and I'm gonna go put it up for my next real estate investment." He's like, "I don't know when that's gonna be, but I'm gonna put that up." He said, "That leaves me with twenty five thousand dollars. That leaves me with twenty five percent of my money to live." on. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what the numbers look like for you guys, but my numbers are about there. Like I only live on 25 to 30% of my income. I'm not spending everything that I make. I'm investing most of what I make. So I think that that is key, right? Understanding your money and understanding that you don't have to spend all of the money that you make. You have to invest and put some of the portion of what you make to work. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think we should start there because before we can talk about what people should be investing in, what asset producing, uh, what producing assets people should be buying and acquiring, we have to make sure they have the liquid, the liquid funds to be able to do that. So I think mm-hmm. it starts with understanding that living on a small portion of your income gives you that surplus. And just because you make $100,000 a month doesn't mean you can spend $100,000 a month or whatever your numbers are. So I think it starts with if you only live on 25% of your income, which I think is a great number. That means you have 75% excluding taxes to use for uh, you know, cash flowing producing assets. So I think it starts with getting people to understand the only way that you can be in the game. The only reason that Kobe had the 6 million to mm-hmm. invest in the first place is because he wasn't spending all of his money. We know a lot of NBA players that don't have that luxury. So I think it starts with educating right. the people like, yo, you need to get to a place where you're spending only a fraction of what you make so that you have the liquid cash to invest in these assets. Now, with that being said, I I love the thought of, you know, you know, buying assets that I don't have to be around for. Right. So uh, stocks, crypto, um, even some Airbnb businesses. Right. All these things. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Don't just breeze by that. What? OK, because that's major. OK. I, I was talking to. um Chris Johnson the other day. And I was like, yeah, everybody wants to get into trucking. Like trucking is so hot right now. And I'm like, do you guys realize how not passive trucking is? You realize how not passive trucking is like mm-hmm. you're not driving the trucks, but everything else, the maintenance that you actually owning the vehicles, 
coordinating the drivers, making sure they show up. Like what happens when your truck goes down? So don't breeze by that. Like yeah. that's a good point to make. Like you can make so much money making other investments like stocks, like crypto, yeah. Airbnb. But yeah, make sure they, they truly pass it. That's my that's my point. Yeah, it goes back to I, I know we said this on another another podcast before. It might have been a few ones back, but it's like you know lifestyle alignment, right? It's like you might see all these shiny balls of you can start this business, you can do this hustle, whatever. But I think there's a misconception. People think that multiple streams mean multiple jobs, mm-hmm. right? That's not the goal. The goal is to blow up a stream, and then for the most part, unless you're super passionate about it, right? You take the capital, i.e. excess, right? And you use that to own other streams, right? That's the game plan. Now, again, the road to passive income is not always passive. So we're not saying that it's going to work out like that black and white. But if your idea is to be able to enjoy your life, live your life, then you should be making sure that the investments that you're making are in alignment with that, not just like, oh, this is going to look good or this is another potential play. But if it's going to require you to go out and uh, chain, clean out toilets, right, or handle or deal with the maintenance on trucking, then maybe that's not the play for you. Maybe it is. But like, you know, you just got to decide, like, what does your ideal life look like? And um, does it fit? Does do those assets fit into that? OK. And George, so let me ask you, this, as an advisor, right, if I'm your client, I'm telling you, you know, I have access money that I'm saving and is growing Mm -hmm. and I want to invest it in cash flow producing asset. What type of advice would you give to a client like that? Oh, guess what questions would you ask them to figure out what they should, where they should start? Yeah. Yeah. So number one, I mean, obviously if I'm already their advisor, I'm going to have a peer view to their risk tolerance, right. To understand the appetite for risk that they have, right. Cause Mm -hmm. that plays a large part into it. Um, And then then the next thing is like about like what their goal is, like what their target is, right. So they want to be financially independent, faster versus someone who's like, you know, I really like this, what, I, what I'm doing. I can see myself doing it for the foreseeable future. That's going to determine like the different assets that make sense, right? If they, if they really want to get out of that job or really want to get out of that, that business that they're producing actively, I'm going to try to find assets that produce cash flow enough to surpass their, you know, their current income right now, right? So it might be like, buying a Amazon store that's going to pay them $10,000 a month. Cause if they do that and they have, and it makes sense for their risk profile and their overall portfolio, they can make that play. It's not going to necessarily be dividend stocks, you know, right now, depending upon who they are, and what their age is. So it's really going to just depend upon what their goals are um, and what their risk profile is. But like, those are some of the things that I would think about, right? Is there a business that you could have passive ownership in true passive ownership in that can produce cash flow? Right. Is there a short term rental property where you can have fully outsourced property management and everything in between? And you're just responsible for putting up the upfront capital and then you get the difference from a cash flow perspective. Right. So like those are things that I would recommend, obviously, outside of a traditional stock portfolio as well. Gotcha. So this is me asking for a friend. Right. Um, how do you recommend people get started in investing in other businesses? Because, you know, I know you, I know you're invested in multiple uh, startup businesses and you're invested in the Amazon business yourself, right? Where do you, like, where do you get this, the information, the education to know when and how to invest in businesses early? Because Kobe got in the body armor really early, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, who else? Uh, KD invested in Coinbase, right? Mm-hmm. Like all these athletes are investing in these companies. Like, where do you start when it comes to investing early in a company? Yeah, um, we always say it's power and proximity, right? Um, so if it's a if it's a company that's not publicly traded, number one, you have to be accredited, right? So like, and what does that, that mean that, for people that don't know yeah, what that means? It means that you have to individually earn over a quarter million dollars a year. Like your tax returns have to show that you earn that for two years consistently, right? Or you have a net worth excluding your home of over a million dollars, 
right? Um, now, the good news is uh, with the Obama administration, there has been some provisions that can allow you to somewhat circumvent that, right? Through different ways of like crowdfunding and things that nature can allow you to get into some of those investments. Because my tax returns will never show like I make over two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I will not let that happen. So the good news is if you're an advisor, I think if you have if you have a CFP or or series sixty five or whatever one of the, those credentials by default, you're also accredited. Oh, bet okay, investor. cool. Yeah, so that's the first thing, right? It's like um, proximity, right? You have to make it known that that's that like that's the space you want to be in. So like we're reverse engineer. Where are these people meeting? Where are they at? Where are they hanging out at? Because really, if you're an accredited investor, right, then all, all you need to do is be in the room, right? They have something called friends and family round, right? Where you can literally stroke a check in some cases for $2,500, depending upon like, you know, how much capital they've already raised, right? Typically the check size is a little bigger than that, but like you just have to be in the room. You have to have a relationship, right? So to where, where you start is starting to reverse engineer. Where are these people? What conversations are they having? How can I get in the room? Make it known. We don't, we live on social media. Hey, I'm looking to invest in companies that are that are private that plan to go public or want to get acquired or looking for funding. Like make it known. That's what you do. And I started making angel investments. I started talking about it, right. Not for clout, mm-hmm. but because I wanted to attract other people. We're like, oh, he's an angel investor. Let me you follow what I'm saying. So that's the first thing for those types of investments. Right. Make it known that that's what you're looking for. Get in the room, get in the conversation, research, find out how you can get in those spaces. You know firsthand being in a mastermind, right? What are the conversations that come out of that just from being in that space? Um, so that's the first thing. When it comes to like uh, investing in, you know, what stocks or real estate or things of that nature, right? Really, it's just a matter of determining, again, your risk profile and your desired way you want to invest. Because with real estate in particular, it can be broken down in several ways, right? There's wholesaling, there's right? Which one is for you? Multifamily? Then you start asking around, right? You know, you know at least one person that's at least a realtor, right? You ask the realtor, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about getting into this. You know somebody? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you build these relationships and you have an opportunity. But before you do any of that, reverse engineer your outcome. Don't just invest in stuff to invest in stuff. Like you just like, Kobe invested in body armor because he probably really believed in body armor, mm-hmm. right? There was alignment there. It made sense. He understood the business, right? Don't just try to invest in something just because it's available, right? Understand the business. Does this align with what I'm trying to accomplish from a wealth building perspective, et cetera? I think you need, like, taking a step back for our, like, really new, new people. Like you're really, really new to wealth building. You're really new to this conversation of investing in businesses and angel investing. I think you need to start with your own business. So like if you've only been a W-2 employee, I think you need to start with something. Start with a Toro business, start with an Airbnb business, like start with something so that you understand like how business works. Because if you, I I just don't think that if you've ever, if you've never worked in a business, you're not going to understand the ins and outs of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's so big because I even struggle with like, how much do I reinvest into my business versus how much do I reinvest into other uh, cash flow producing assets, whether it's real estate, crypto. Because what, what I see is that my business, when I invest back into my business, it yields high returns. Mm-hmm. But I also want to diversify my portfolio and make money when I don't have to be around. So I think Jacqueline brings up an amazing point. 
you first need to invest in a business that you own or run so you can understand how businesses operate, right? And then take that, and then you can take pieces of that money and invest in other places so that that business is not your only source of income. Because as we know, one source of income is too close to no sources of income. So mm-hmm. I think that that's huge for people to invest in their business first and then invest, like you say, in businesses that they know and understand. Like Shaq said, uh, says it best. And you know, Shaq is the same way. He makes a lot of his money outside mm-hmm. outside the NBA since he retired. And he asked the question, like, does he understand and like the company? And secondly, does it improve people's lives? And if it does mm-hmm. those two, yeah, he's investing in that company. Facts, facts, facts. Now that's great, guys. We can we could go on with that point forever. There's so many, there's just so many things that 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 brings up. But for the sake of time, you know, we'll keep it rolling. But if you got questions or want to know know more, you know what to do. Yeah. Send send in those questions. We, and we love videos, right? We got really cool editors. So like we probably can pop it up like on the screen or something. So like, y'all get creative. Like again, take advantage of the opportunity why it's presented to you. Because at some point, right, there's going to be too many requests, and we're only going to be able to take a handful. And everybody's request is not going to get addressed. So if you have one and you want free financial advice from three people who know what the heck they're talking about. Yep. If I were you, I'd send it in. Drop that uh, email. What that email is? Uh... It's a podcast at melaninmoney.com. There we go. Let's get it. Cool. All right. Moving on to the next point. Buy assets and wait, right? Buy now, can assets. I speak and... on this? Can I speak on this first? Because I have a question yeah. for y'all. Because this just happened to me today. Yeah. I had a friend reach out. Shout out to my homie, Jeff. Uh, you met him in Columbia. Yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he just bought, recently bought a stock um, and it doubled, right? And his money doubled. He's like, man, okay, what should I do? Should I take it out? Should I be patient? Should I move it? And I mean, I know the answer I gave him, but I'll let you all answer it. How do we teach people, our friends, our family, our listeners, how to be patient? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's a good point, man. So here's my thing, right? When I think about when I think about owning assets, right, at the end of the day, we got to remember that we're planting seeds not just for us to benefit from, but are the future generations to benefit from as well. Right. And so two things come to mind. Number one, at the end of the day, right? There's probably a lot more upside, right? If we look at real estate, we look at Amazon, we look at any uh, heavy hitters in the, in the stock market, I can all but guarantee you the vast majority of them since you know 10 years ago have dramatically increased, right? So it's like understanding that there's more upside, right? So it's like, just because you got a taste of you know, what it looks like to win, Right. The game ain't over. <laughs> the game is Checking not out over. Time. You know what I'm saying? It's halftime. Right. Exactly. So it's just like, hey, look, get used to winning. Get used to just like, OK, this is what building wealth looks and feels like. You know what I'm saying? And so I think I hate, I hate all those examples of like if you would have invested in Amazon like 1997, 10,000. But it does give you a great picture of like the power of just waiting. Right. So I think just showing them those examples, like, hey, look, 100 percent is dope. Well, what does a thousand percent look like? Mm. Right. So like we look at Apple, which is not at this point, arguably isn't is kind of out of the growth stock. Right. Phase. Right. It's more closer to value at this point. But if you look at Apple, right. Last 10 years, it's up a thousand percent. Right. It's up a thousand percent in just the last 10 years. And you did nothing. That's that's the why. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie to y'all. Some mornings when I wake up, I'm like, <laughs> do I really like talking to people like do I really <laughs> want to do this business stuff because you get to a point where it's like if I just only do this I can like not talk to anybody I can take the links out of my bio like Wait, I can, I'm, isn't that so powerful though it's, like, it's choice right but but it's but it's so powerful because I know that I can go and I can 
you know, maybe I feel some type of way about dropping 30 bands on something, right? Mm-hmm. Say I'm making an investment in myself. Like, dang, I'm gonna drop 30 grand on this. There's something powerful about knowing, okay, Jack, you really could just go into the market and recreate that thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars sitting behind your computer. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something right. powerful about knowing how to do that. Yeah, and, and I think it's it's power in choice, right? It's power in understanding that when your money is working for you, you don't have to go work anymore. But and mm-hmm. the only way people will get to a point to understand, George, I think you put it good. You have to get used to winning, right? Like even in sports, like you have that one teammate that's, that's yapping at the mouth and it's halftime, like, bro, we ain't won yet. Chill out. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think the best way, and again, I was asking because I really want to know how to answer this question for my friends and family. Like when when you're winning in your investments, that's that's normal, right? right. It should, if anything, make you want to put more in mm-hmm. versus take more out. Right. Because the more capital you put in, the more compound interest can work in your favor. So I think yeah. in order to teach people to be patient, we have to let them know, especially as a black community, that winning in the fin- in your finances is a normal thing. It's OK. to mm-hmm. it's, It should be normal to wake up and you up ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Like, I don't got to do nothing today. Yeah, I think okay. what happens is because it's not normal yet for a yeah, lot of people. For sure. Is that it's like the scarcity of like, well, shoot, I better get it while I can. Like, you know, what if it goes down and I and I lose the hundred percent I'm up, right? So it's like they just have to have enough like reps in to see like, oh no, like this is this is just how it goes. And same thing when the market goes the other way, right? Like I was about to say, like, like yeah, when the market goes the other way, I'm just like, okay, I, I, then there was a time when I'm like, ooh, <laughs> hold on, now. that hurt, hold on, now. you know what I'm saying? But now I'm just like, I know that. I know that those red days are most typically followed by some of the best green days. I think there was a stat. Yes. Yeah, there was a stat, matter of fact. JP Morgan did the, the study. I think Ch- Charles Schwab did the study, combined study. And it was like the 10, if you miss the 10 best trading days, I think in a year, your portfolio will go down from, like I say, a Let's say if you were going to average like 11%, it would go down to like 4.5% or something like that. I'm going to go back and find the exact stats. But the moral of the story is just 10, the 10 best trading days, right? And, and, and it found that in most cases that the 10 best trading days were within a couple of days of the worst trading days. So what that means is it's pretty statistically improbable that you're always going to predict that. So what's the easier way? The easier way is to understand that there's going to be down days. And if I just ride the wave, I'm going to be okay. Like, I think I added a video to the network, as a matter of fact, where I showed that very thing. It's like, hey, look, if I would have sold here, it's not what I would have prevented myself from losing in that moment. It's all the opportunity costs mm-hmm. that I would have lost if I sold, right? That's what people don't realize. That's what you're losing. You're not losing the, okay, well, I'm cutting my losses here because my account went down 10K. No, it's the 70 grand that you lost in opportunity costs by being scared and getting, and getting tricked out your spot. <laughs> yeah. Do you know why women make better investors than men? Mm, please tell. Uh, please, that's, just, that's, that's actually a true stat, too. It's a, it's a true it's statistic. A true women make better investors than men when we actually do invest. Uh-huh. Because uh-huh. the stat is men are 70% confident with their finances. Women are 50% confident. So it's like, we got to work on that, ladies. But uh-huh. we are better investors because we don't touch our investments. Mm. We ride the waves out. We ride the losses out. For a second, I want you to imagine a club, a club that is exclusively designed to help you transform your relationship with money, a club that creates the pathway and the guiding light for someone who is an aspiring melanin millionaire, the one who wants to be the wealth starter 
in their family. Now, instead of imagining, I want you to learn a little bit more about the Melanin Millionaires Club, because that is exactly what we've created, right? We've created an ecosystem where you can finally get the clarity that you're looking for when it comes to your finances, to give you the confidence that you now know exactly where you're headed so you can make better financial decisions and ultimately give you that feeling of control that you've been seeking instead of your finances feeling like they control you. Let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect as a part of the Melanin Millionaires Club. Number one, you're gonna get access to money challenges, you know, and different challenges to help you level up with your money in fun and creative ways. You're gonna get access to a community of like-minded people who are all on the same journey of marching towards financial freedom in their own right. You're gonna have an opportunity to win money milestones so that we can award you on your journey to becoming that melanin millionaire. You're gonna get access to guides and resources that you need to be able to dive deeper on your money journey. My most favorite and important probably aspect of this platform is you getting access to my pocket advisor, which is our flagship feature where literally it's like having myself and other advisors right in your pocket. Because let's be honest, right? You can take a course or even try to Google the information that you're looking for. But sometimes knowing that you can have a mentor that you can just call on and ask a specific question is worth its weight in gold. So you get that as a part of the premium membership. You get access to classes to learn about a variety of different money topics. There's channels with a bunch of different money content like Netflix, but for financial education, right? And you have investment opportunities, right? From time to time when they present themselves, I'm going to share different investment opportunities exclusively with my network. Not to mention, if you sign up today, you're going to get access to seven other bonuses just for being a part of the network. So if that sounds like something that would be valuable to you, I strongly encourage you to click the link, link in the show notes and learn more about the Melanin Millionaires Club and how you can be the first generation millionaire in your family. And there's there's actually um, it's a great book called um, Investments, Investment Mistakes Even Smart Investors Make. I think every investor should read it because it tells us how to get our own way. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the overcap or the overconfidence fallacy that investors have. Like, oh, I made this play. I'm right. I'm, I'm going to be right all the time, which is obviously not the case in men. We have testosterone and ego. So that could be a lot of reason yeah. to it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I think overall, it's just understanding that guys like we, we, we have to be patient with our investments, let them grow and let them accumulate over time. Because again, we want to get to a place where our money is making more, our, our assets are generating more income than our money is generating. So working can mm-hmm. literally be a choice, like the freedom that that you have when you don't have to work because your assets are working for you is the most freeing feeling and it allows you to actually do what you love to do every day you know yeah and just as a quick aside before we go into the next point is like what i've realized about myself i don't know about you guys it's like sometimes because you get so bogged down by just like the task and all the stuff that you just have to do that you feel like you have to show up for sometimes you forget why you why you do what you do right Mm -hmm. so make sure you have a visible and when I, mean, when I say visible, I mean visible. I don't care what it looks like. I don't know if it's a vision board. I don't know if it's on your screensaver. I don't know what it is. But to remind yourself of the why, because that's what's going to keep you going, right? It's like, why am I saving and investing this instead of buying this? Why am I do- like, you need to remind yourself of the why, because if you can remember the why, it's like, you know what? If I stay the course, 
I'm going to have 10, 15 K in passive income. I can travel the world. I don't have to show up for, the, for work if I don't want to, or the work that I do do, I'm truly deeply passionate and moved by, and it's not an obligation. That's going to help you get through the challenging times because we all have times where we're happy and we're motivated and we're excited and all things are going well, but we don't often talk about the, the times when you're tired and you rather snooze or you have something bad happen and it's like you're not as excited. So you've got to have something in front of you that is a constant reminder of why am I continuing to be patient? Why am I continuing to make this choice? Because it's not always going to feel good. Um, but sometimes you know that that's, it's the right decision. You know what I mean? So just make sure whatever that is for you, and this is beyond financial goals, right? Whatever it is you want to achieve, have that thing in front of you so that you can always remind yourself, you know what? On this day that I'd rather just like binge watch Netflix all day, let me remind myself why I got to get my ass up and do something. Mm-hmm. Facts. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. And the decisions in our 20s are going to set us up for our 30s and 40s. So that's just, we got to understand that. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. Uh, there's one more point that I don't want to skip past. Okay. I want to talk about the stock market investments a little bit more. So for those who are still hesitant or maybe a little bit confused on it, of course, you can hop in the Million and Millionaires Club and we explain everything about stock investing, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to stocks, we were talking about those red days followed by those green days, right? Meaning those really down days are typically followed by good upside swing. That's Mm -hmm. kind of how the stock market flows, right? So... When you're taking losses in the stock market, you oftentimes can see those upswings like the next day, right? So if you look at 2020 and you look at when we had the down market, when everything was pandemic was popping, Mm -hmm. okay, (laughs) you know, we saw a quick upswing that year, right? 30% upswing. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Okay. Now let's compare that to the 2008 housing market crash. All right. Yeah. So the housing market crashed. It didn't really bottom out until 2010. Mm-hmm. That was two years later. So that was just two years of down, 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 down until we started to see some up. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is correlating the stock market with the housing market. Think about how quickly if you learn the, the skill of investing in the stock market. Mm-hmm. Or you have a financial advisor who does it on your behalf, then you are able to turn those losses into quick wins. Right. It's really easy to do that in the stock market. And I tell here's a psychological piece that we can move on to the next point. If you go to Nike, if you go to the store and you see that Jordan's is on sale for 50% off, 90% of people in here are gonna say, Oh, I'm grabbing those. I'm never gonna see that deal again, right? I'm getting those pair of Jordans, I've been wanting mm-hmm. those. But when people look up and see the stock market is down 20 or 30 percent, they're like, yo, I, I got to take my money out. Right. Like it's the, the same thing just happened. So now stocks are on sale. So when I see red days, I'm geeked. I'm throwing some more money in there because I understand that I'm getting what I want at a discount. So if people can just correlate the way they look at material things when they're on sale versus the way when the stock market is on sale, they will, they will become better investors. Gotcha. Quick, another quick hack. Jacqueline mentioned the Melanie Millionaires Club, right? She's responsible for lighting out of that, which had a candle a fire under our, our butts mm-hmm. to make sure that we provide y'all value in the, in the platform. So outside of the quick free gems that we can provide on the podcast, if there is a class, if there is a particular topic or subjects like, Hey, can you guys, Carter mentioned the stock market being on sale. What does that mean? Or how do we identify assets that are undervalued? Like if you want that type of content, let us know, right? And then she will make sure that at some point 
we create a class or create content around that in the network just by being a member, you'll get access to it, right? So we'll, we always are going to prioritize and give as much free game as we can on the podcast. We understand we only have a 45 minutes to an hour for these episodes. So that's when you can hop into the community and go get a deeper dive on some of these things. And what's that link? It's uh, melaninmoney.com forward slash join. Melaninmoney.com forward slash join. Join the crew, man. Who, who doesn't want to be in the Melanin Millionaires Club? I mean, it, it sounds cool. I mean, you yeah. know, if I, if, I didn't, if, I, if I wasn't an equity partner in that, I would, I would still join because right. it sounds cool. Yeah, but, uh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, let's go. All right. So let's get into the next point, guys. Um, be willing to make early bets before it's mainstream, right? So Kobe had to make a choice. Before body armor was the thing, when someone presented him and his investment partner, and shout out to who I can't think of his name right now, but like oftentimes we highlight the Kevin Durant and, and Kobe, but they got people in their corner that are really putting these deals on the table. They got the, the Jacklins of the world, right? Us of the world are like, hey, y'all might want to look at this, right? So shout out to that guy. I can't think of his name right now. But um, when it was presented to Kobe, you know, he had to make a decision. Now, granted, he had to write the check, but ultimately he had to make a decision. It's like, okay, this is a private company. They're not really that well known yet. I see where they're going. It looks exciting. It's a lot of competition. You got yeah, Powerade, you got Coca-Cola, yeah. you got all these. Okay, hmm. Let's go for it. Right. Made an educated decision. Now, he when he went into it, I'm pretty sure his advisor or his partner educated him one day. Hey, look, this is a private equity. Like this is a highly illiquid investment. Right. It's not like the stock market where you where you can put money in today and potentially be up tomorrow and cash out. This is not that. This is either a hundred percent, a negative hundred percent return, meaning you lose every dollar, mm-hmm. or three, four thousand percent return. Like it's really no in between, and and there's a potentially a lot of lag time, even upwards of ten years, before you can see an exit on some of these deals, right? So just like with the stock market, how we're recommending that you don't sell after your hundred percent return. Imagine if Kobe, when Coca Cola bought a fifteen percent stake and cre- it improved the valuation back in twenty eighteen. He could have, he could have, yeah, hey, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? I'm up. I'm up, baby. <laughs> I'm you know out. What I'm, I'm out. So he could have, he could have been out at that point. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he's like, nah, I'm in this thing. And just so it just so happens that his unfortunate and untimely passing occurred. But now, and we'll get into this later, but that decision to invest in something before it was mainstream and hold on to it yielded something that is extremely beneficial for, for him, not even for him. He's gone. Right. Not even for him. Rest in peace, Kobe. And that just shows you the power of like making calculated early bets. You're not always going to win. Like in venture capital, you'd be lucky. You'd be lucky to get one out of 10 exits. One out of 10 of the stat. Yeah. Right. But that one, <laughs> that one's going to make up for, pay for 10 plus. Uh, well, let's talk about something that um, I explored last year. OK, mm-hmm. so there's tons of crowdfunding platforms. Right. There's tons of platforms where you can go and you can invest in these private equity opportunities. Right. These companies right. before they IPO. So the one that I explored last year is called WeFunder. Are you guys familiar with WeFunder? I've heard of it. I'm more, I'm more familiar with Start Engine, but I've heard of WeFunder. This is not sponsored, by the way, but I went on WeFunder. Hey, WeFunder. Not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Not, not paying yet. what is WeFunder. <laughs> but I went on WeFunder to play around with it, kind of see what was up with it, right? So the biggest thing for people who want to use these crowdfunding platforms, and we already talked about it, you have to be an accredited investor, mm-hmm. okay? So your first goal should maybe be becoming an accredited investor because if you're not an accredited investor, you can only invest $2,500 across the entire platform. That's it, $2,500. And 
Yeah, that was actually that's funny because that's the number that you use, George, in terms of like getting started. But most of these checks, if you actually want to see a good return, because like, you know, three thousand percent on two thousand dollars, like that's not life changing money. Right. You got to put up 20, 30, 40, like to see some life changing results. Right. We said Kobe put up six million in order to get what? Four hundred forty million. So. Your first focus may need to just be on becoming an accredited investor. So how do you do that? You focus on your business. You start your business and you make investments into your business. And there is really no business owner, no successful business owner that I've ever talked to that says that they don't see high returns in investing in their business. Facts. I mean, we know we know friends that turned you know stimulus checks of twelve hundred to one to three million. Um, so it, it's just the point of guys like either do what it takes to become a credit investor or have friends that are accredited investors. I mean, I know we talk about, George brought this up. Um, I don't know if it's online or offline about trying to start a crowdfunding in the, in the Melanin Millionaire Club so we can put mm-hmm. our money together and go right. after these plays because wealthy people are in the room and they have an opportunity. A lot of the reasons that, you know, our people were left behind is we didn't have opportunity. But now with the technology, with the, you know, the, the rooms that we're in, there's no reason that everybody shouldn't have an opportunity. So that's, um, that's a good point. I don't think I brought it up online. It was definitely a, a leadership. Con. He just is as official leak on the Melanin Money podcast. <laughs> um, so, so question for those who are listening right now, and maybe this can be a part of your review. Maybe you can tag us on Instagram. If you're in the club, you know, let us know. Would you guys like us to go through the due diligence process to create an opportunity for if you're a member now, you would have to be a member of the Mellon Millionaires Club. Mm-hmm. Um, if we present investing opportunities where you guys can basically jump in and pull your resources for us to be able to go out and deploy that capital at opportunities, right? Whether it's private equity, whether it's uh, real estate, like would you guys want that as something that we could offer in the future? Let us know because we'll we'll strongly consider uh, making that a part of the platform as well. Nope. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So we touched on this a little bit, but equity can outlive you, right? So why? So if, if nothing else, if nothing else resonates with you, the reason why you should prioritize equity over compensation is because it could outlive you. If you get hurt, if you get sick, if you die prematurely, your money, your ability to earn income dies with you, right? You can't go out and produce, show up for the job, show up for the business, it dies with you. But equity, right, lives on forever, right? That's why documentation is so important. So for example, knock on wood. If anything were to happen to any of us because we're co-owners of a business, their equity stake in said business, right, would mean that whoever is entitled to their estate could in perpetuity receive uh, payouts and profits from a business that they own long after they're gone, right? And that's, and that's also for anything that they already own. So it's like, just understand that equity is designed to outlive you. If you have a dividend paying portfolio, right, and you're gone, Whoever's the beneficiary on that account and making sure you have your will, your trust, all that stuff documented well. But guess who now is getting that income, right? So equity can outlive you. And that is extremely powerful because we already talked about like having the voluntary choice of not working right while you're here. But whether it's involuntary, whether it's accidental, whether it's premature or whether it's just, you know, you've been here for 100 years, the fact that your money can still live on an equity beyond you is extremely powerful because that means the people that you care about, the causes that you care about, that's how you can have financial legacy long after you're gone, right? Legacy is bigger than just money, but that's how you can have financial legacy long after you're gone is by owning stuff, right? So it's extremely, extremely powerful, man. That's why we're so 
so big on prioritizing equity over compensation. Yeah. And I mean, it's equally important with that, right? Like there are, you know, me being a CPA here, there are amazing tax benefits from owning and having your money work for you and long-term investing versus uh, ordinary income, right? Capital gains tax rates are extremely uh, lower than ordinary income tax rates. So now if you have, especially when you have a lot of money, like 400, 400 million tax at 50% versus 400 million tax at 20%, that's a huge difference. So the tax benefits of owning things long-term and building that equity is, is you know, there's no, there we can't shy away from how important that is for you and your future generations to come. Yeah, Absolutely. it is. It is it's important. And it's one of the most selfless acts. I ended up talking to somebody in Whole Foods for whatever reason. And we were talking about estate planning. In Whole Foods? Yeah, in Whole okay. Foods. Yeah. That's why I don't go to Whole Foods. It's not too bougie for me. But go ahead. <laughs> but I was like, it's one of the most selfless things that you can do, right? Is to have that conversation with your family of like, look, if I pass X, Y, and Z. Look, if I pass, I have these documents. Do this. Go there. Because it's like, that's your legacy, that's the like ultimate. I think that's one of the ultimate forms of love for your people to make sure that they're yeah. good when you're not around. Yeah, the last I thing we do is think about money when you're not around, right? That's a fact. There's this quote that I love. It's uh, it says, "We truly live in a great society when a man or woman plants a seed for plants a seed to." Well, damn, how, how is it a great quote? I can't remember. <laughs> we we, truly uh, we get a, it. We yeah. feel it. Yeah, feel, it's it's yeah. there. Yeah, we truly live in a great society when a man or woman plants a seed for a tree whose shade they'll never sit under. Yeah, they used, right. yeah, you said that before. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that's that's an extremely like powerful, powerful concept. And so to Jacqueline's point, perfect segue, right? By the way, how's an alley hoop? Um, estate plan. So Kobe, all like everybody's highlighting the play, right? Six million into four hundred million. But what's even more important is that it clearly said that his estate is slated to receive the four hundred. Right? We've we've seen the other side of this with artists that we know and love, Prince. Prince well, I think Aretha Franklin. You know several people who did not have this documentation in place. And as a result, it's not to say that you might not, your family might not end up with it, but who wants to deal with having to go through that legal nonsense, right? Because people are shrewd, right? And if the documentation in place is like, and, I, and they got a chance to come up on a $400 million bag. I was like, people change the 400 M's, people change for you know a lot so, so make sure you have that, that document. That's another key takeaway. We talked about the money. We talked about equity and compensation and investing in assets, but structure, Right. You cannot create generational wealth without generational documentation. Okay. Generational documentation. Who gets it? Why do they get it? When do they get it? Right. And making sure that you have that in place is huge. As a matter of fact, I know I know in in December we have, I think the theme of the month is going to be centered around crypto. More to come on that. Um, We actually have to share something for November. I mean, for November before we get to that. But one thing we would love for y'all to do by the end of the year, which we'll revisit next month, so you don't have to worry about it, is start getting those fundamental estate planning documents in place. Even if it means just updating your beneficiaries, even if you don't go the, the length of getting the will and trust just yet, just like nah. we want to make sure that y'all do something. Yeah, we got to hold y'all accountable. <laughs> I, I've seen a lot of BS. We're on YouTube. I'm not going to cuss. Yeah. With, I've seen a lot of BS because y'all want to take the shortcut and like go on legal zoom and you have documents that don't, e- they don't even make sense. I'm like, this doesn't even read per your wishes. Like stop trying to do it the cheap way. Cause if you're going to do it, like how you do anything is how you do everything. Like don't try to shortcut the documents because you won't be around. Like if you're going to do it, do it right. Nah, hundred percent. I'm, I'm with that. I think more than anything, I just want to make sure that people like at least make the commitment 
to, to start getting this process started. But yeah, we'll come up, we'll determine yeah. like exactly like Good what, cop, what the challenge is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Exactly uh, what that looks like. So you guys can close out the year and having that documentation in place. But before we get to that, right? Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about what we got going on this yeah. month. Let's, let's bring, bring it back. So this that. month, this month we are launching for the second year, bigger, better, badder than ever, Black Wealth Friday. Right. Black Wealth Friday. Right. It's a revolutionary movement. So I'm gonna keep it real simple for you. What is Black Wealth Friday? Black Wealth Friday is turning the historically largest spending day of the year every year into the largest wealth creation day for black people and people of color specifically of the year. That is our mission. It's very simple. Right. So whatever you're planning to spend during Black Friday, right, this year, we want you to take a portion, a fraction of that and say, you know what, I'm going to commit to investing and building wealth, right? So that's the what, that's what Black Wall Friday is. It starts officially the week of, of Black Friday, right? So we're going to have an event uh, that Wednesday, I believe, is it Wednesday or Tuesday? Uh, Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Black Wall week, like, yeah. come on, yeah. uh, we're yeah. not so, sure so, changing y'all. Yeah. Exactly. So, so during that week, we're going to have a bunch of content, a bunch of information, a bunch of resources, we're having a, an event where we're going to highlight some really key topics that can help inspire and motivate you guys on committing to building wealth. But it actually investing in Black Wealth Friday looks like one or two simple ways. Number one, if you're already an investor, if you already have an investment account, I don't care whether it's with Robinhood, Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, whoever, right? We'll have another conversation for another day on which brokers you should use. But whoever it's with, all you have to do is make a commitment to transfer and or deposit whatever amount you deem necessary into that account and make sure that it is in there on or before the 20 or is it 26, 27, right? Which Friday. is Black Friday, right? The market is open to like one o'clock Eastern Standard Time. So if you feel like you're going to be busy on Black Friday or whatever, just set up the transfer ahead of time, right? That's all you have to do. Now, if you do not currently have an investment account and you want to start a new one and you need help with that, there'll be information on the page that will instruct you on how you can get that started and we can help facilitate that for you, right? Now, in addition to that, our goal, again, is to have people of color, have Black people literally turn the largest spending day of the year into the largest wealth creation day of the year. All you have to do to be a part of it is simply invest. So we are super, super excited about that, right, guys? We want you to be in the numbers. We want you to be a part of this. This is game changing. We're going to make sure that all month long in November, especially in the Melanin Millionaires Club, that we highlight different ways to invest. Jacqueline proposed the idea that I think it was Jacqueline that crypto mm -hmm. counts, right? So if you have so if you have Coinbase or wherever you invest by crypto, all that counts. All we want to do is make sure that on the back end. Where, wherever you decide to make your investments that you share it with us, we'll give you a very simple form, one click upload. We're going to tally all this up and we're going to announce it the following week of how much money as a culture we were able to invest during Black Wealth Friday. Mm. Super excited about that. I, I'm super excited, too. And I want to remind you, all do you guys remember the, the AMC swing? Yeah. For those mm. For those who don't, where you going with this? Yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know or don't remember, 
basically Reddit was able to overtake professional investors, right? And they were able to change the trajectory of a stock and people made a lot of money. So I want y'all to know that it is possible for us to have this big of an impact. It is possible for us to change the trajectory. It is possible for us to change the numbers. Y'all know what the numbers are? The numbers right now are that Every white family has a dollar. For every white family's dollar, a black family has only 10 cents to match that dollar. But we are in the best time in history to change that narrative, right? We have so there there's access, right? That's what we didn't have before. There's access. We can get online, we can open these investment accounts and we can make this money. Make this money, yeah. right? I think Meek Meek Me- Me- Mills said like we're in that we're in now. Meek Mills said how now? How? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a, he had a good tweet that said like we're in the easiest time to be a millionaire. Don't be don't be a weirdo. Don't right? be a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. But he also has some questionable stuff. Yeah, Meek Mill got some questions. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Meek Mill. If you come on the show, man, we'll, we'll give you all the game you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, but, if you're not trying to build wealth, like you are weird. Like, yeah, you, it's just you weird. can't hang around me no more. <laughs> Uh, no, that's, that's a fact. fact. So yeah, guys, we'll have all the information in the show notes, blackwellfriday.com. Tell a friend and tell a friend, like, listen, we're putting this on for the culture. We're putting this on for y'all. Like in next year, uh, what we really want to do is we want to make this a live event where y'all can literally see the tally as the, as the results come in, they can see the numbers like an investathon, right? Like, boom, we're at a hundred thousand, 200,000, 300,000. Like, we want y'all to be a part of it, right? But this year we wanted to just like give y'all a real easy and tangible way. And we know it's still kind of a little bit COVID. So like, you know, we wanted to do it virtually, but next year, I don't care what, go- I don't care what's going on. Like this is going to be a live experience. We're going to be in a room where we see the numbers running up and how Melanin and Money and everybody Kramer. are part of the community. Type, type joint. <laughs> yeah, we're doing exactly. a Jim Kramer takeover. We're going to take over CNBC and have yeah. all of it up there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, we so, appreciate you guys so much for tuning in today. Stay Absolutely. connected with us. Stay connected. Tap in. Don't yeah, forget, don't leave forget. the reviews, watch us on YouTube, subscribe. Look, I think we have like maybe 50 subscribers or something on YouTube, which is crazy because we've got like over a thousand people in the community. So we got to get our subscribers up on YouTube. Like right. y'all got to stay tapped in with us. Right. Stay tapped. Because I mean, here's the thing. Here's what we're going to we're going to keep it a buck with y'all. To incentivize y'all to stay tapped into all the ecosystem, there's going to be things that we only that you can only get access to on the audio version, things that you can only get access to on YouTube, and of course, things that you can only get access to inside the club, right? So we're going. So matter of fact, y'all, when we have our next leadership meeting, let's figure out figure out what that is, mm-hmm. so that like yeah, look, if y'all want to get all the sauce, y'all got to tap in in the whole ecosystem, right? Thanks. But now nah, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's good to be back. Obviously, y'all didn't miss a beat because we're going to stay consistent. But it's good to be back with the crew. And we'll see y'all on the next episode. Peace. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Melanin Money Show. If you like this episode, please do us a huge favor. Leave us a five-star review. And if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend because we're providing this valuable game so that you can level up as an aspiring Melanin Millionaire. Again, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week.